Hello and welcome back to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry McBain uh, and I'm joined only by Adam O'Connell this week because uh, Bob is feeling ill. So uh, I think he's just threatened by Adam's uh, good work so far that he is on the verge of becoming a permanent host. It got very, very close on the Instagram poll. Um, it was a 50-50. It was 50-50, so we're going to have to make a big judgment call. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so it's just me and Adam today. and We're going to go through a few things. You know, through uh, obviously Liverpool Man United being postponed, uh, the big old charge onto the pitch by United fans, um, Mourinho being announced as the new Roma manager for next season, and then also as well as like the, the Champions League, Man City getting to the final, um, and the, the semi final as of tonight's recording, uh, which is Chelsea versus Real Madrid. And so 1 1 on aggregate. Uh, but we start off, as I said, there with Liverpool Man United, Adam. Um, I think it's now been pushed back to like the 13th of May. Um, what were your thoughts of a Liverpool fan, obviously, because they were going against their owners and I know like, the Liverpool owners aren't as popular. Would you like to see maybe like Liverpool fans doing something of that, that big of a gesture to try and get their attention? Um, I'd like the Liverpool fans, like I live like in Liverpool or around Liverpool, they can go to Anfield and like, to do something not like what the United fans did and push back a game, but like do a protest that is big enough to get the attention of the Liverpool owners and make a say in what what the fans actually want instead of just letting their owners do what they want. Yeah, and on a poll we put on the Instagram story, um, if you're not following the Instagram, go and check it out. We put lovely informative polls up there. Uh, I'll put the link in the description of this. And if you're listening on Spotify, it's just at final whistle underscore podcast. Um, so you go follow that. But uh, like we did a thing going, was it justified or did they t- go too far? And it was, um, I think, justified one. Um, but then there was this element of going too far. There was the corner flag uh, got nicked. Um, Show and tell on Monday to be great. Yeah, that, that was that was quite funny. Um, but that it was quite a big, a big impact. But one of the problems... I've I've had with it was that like knowing the owners they're mega rich they don't live in the UK I don't actually think that they they could care less if Man United fans were on the pitch obviously commercial revenue of the game being pushed back but that's just even more sponsorship money and everything that the club will be getting so I don't think do you think it had an impact on it um it, it could have I think yeah it could have maybe yeah um, just because were... st- go on, yeah, go on. Go on sorry. No, I saw this thing, um, like, but just for recording, how Sky Sports, like, interviews saw the Man United owner, like, seeing if he had anything to say about trying to make a new Super League or whatever. He didn't apologize or say nothing to them whatsoever, like, anything like towards the fans. So, they, I don't think he really, I mean, like, I, if most owners are like, like him, I don't think any of them would really care, yeah, about, like, what the fans want. I was li- I was listening to Talksport earlier, and um, it was the former Crystal Palace owner. Um, can't remember what he's called now, but um, it will probably come back to me. We're basically saying that the way that Sky Sports covered it covered it, and the narrative that they were playing on it, it was this this reporter was chased like going after him and asking these questions, walking on and caught him. He didn't reply, but that's not. They're saying, oh, he's refusing to apologise. He's not necessarily yeah. refusing to apologise. He's refusing to comment on it. Um, yeah. But I think you can probably infer that he doesn't want to say anything that might not go against a club narrative. Um, but it was just quite, it was quite an interesting one. Obviously, a lot of people annoyed watching the game, having the game obviously being delayed. 
Um, and obviously, was, it was quite interesting watching the the pundits. Obviously, they were all up at in the um, like the Sky Sports box, having to yeah. rubbish about like summer signings for Man United because they had nothing else to do, and they were just waiting for. They, they had to waffle their way through hours and hours of waiting to try to exactly. see what's happening. And fair play to them, I suppose. And I think the reason the game was postponed was that because um, apparently Man United fans, when they were leaving, got like ushered out of the tunnel because there were quite a few in the tunnel. And that yeah. they also like went into some of the changing rooms, and apparently uh, that zone's like a red zone where only the players and staff are allowed. So they had to deep clean it all. Um, like COVID restriction, whatever else. But surely you would think, wouldn't the security be better at a big stadium to try stop people breaking in? Otherwise, you could just yeah. have it every week, couldn't you? Yeah, I, well, I think now that's happened once. What's to say it's not going to happen again? Mm. The security can't like I get it, it was like hundreds and hundreds of them, but like I don't think hundreds and hundreds of them went into the change rooms. About about twenty-five people max went in them. Mm. And I think a couple of security guards could probably stop them because they're security and they should be like chunky guys. <laughs> you never know. What's worse? Man United security, Arsenal defence. Arsenal defence, worse, way worse. We've got David Luiz there. Um, and then this is this is left of Man United having four games in seven days. They've got Roma in the Europa League, I think, tomorrow night on Thursday. Uh, and then they've got Aston Villa, Leicester, and then Liverpool. So some tough fixtures there. We saw them win uh, last week 6-2 after coming back from behind at Roma. Uh, really good performance from them. Um, do you think that... They can, they're going to win the Europa League. Obviously, there's some other good teams in there, and you never know, Roma could come back. Um, and also, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the, the job he's done at United is, is pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, I think I think Ole's done very well to put United where they are at the moment. And I think United are one of the favorites to win the Europa League this week, this year. Sorry, and I think I think they might win it as well because who, who who's playing in the um, who's playing in the semi finals. It's, it's you said it's them and Roma, and then it's and Arsenal. Arsenal and um. This is annoying. Let me have a look. Um, I know but Arsenal lost two one, didn't they? Um, were they away or at home? They the Villa Villarreal, so they were yes, away so, yeah. and they lost like two one, I two, think. One. Yes, um, they need to they need to win it. They need to get at least two one like at home and three one to win. Because mm. if if well, if they win if. Well, their opponents win, score two more, two goals. That's Arsenal over. Mm, yeah, getting so the away goal will be vital yeah. for them. Yeah. And also, if you're looking at Roma, Jose Mourinho was announced this week that he's going to be the new manager at the start of next season. Uh, what do you make of that appointment? Do you think it's going to be good for them? Um, I think from a Roma point of view, I think they'd be excited to bring in a new manager. Um and I have no idea how they're doing in the table, but I think bringing in someone like Mourinho, given his past, I think they'll be quite excited. And hopefully they don't bin him off like Tottenham did. Yeah, it was, they are seventh in Syria, so they are um, 12 points off the European spot. So, so not great. And their coach is yeah. out of contract at the end of the season, so that's how they're working it. Um, so hopefully Mourinho can bring them to Europe football. Yeah, hopefully. And that will be probably the idea from the board. Um, I think it's quite a good appointment for, for, for Roma, as you just said there. I think it's also, a, you can clearly see that this had been lined up in case he had been sacked by Spurs. 
because that was very yeah. quick movement for Jose to get into another job. Um, and let's be honest, he wasn't going to get another one in English in the Premier League at all. Yeah. So going yeah. back to Italy, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, speaking of um, Jose Mourinho, on his Instagram recently, I think I think he's mocking it towards Tottenham a little bit because he's posting like every trophy he's ever won, like what's happened with it. So I think it's quite funny. A little bit of fun there, yeah. And I saw earlier Ryanair had put out on Twitter <laughs> yeah, about yeah. like, oh, Jose Mourinho will be glad to hear our flights from London to Roma are just fourteen ninety nine uh, due yeah, to got lack of, due to his lack of trophies at Spurs. We were expecting he would just be having carry ons. Hand, hand, yeah, hand out luggage. Yeah, luggage. I saw that. I I could I could believe it. They're on smoke. I thought it was brilliant. Um, it was. Yeah. And then if if you look at Spurs, do you think um, Spurs again should get or will get a a younger manager? Nagelsmann's gonna go to Bayern Munich, so we're ruling him out. Um, yeah. Do you think they should get a younger manager to try and do a bit of a rebuild and restructuring of the squad like they did with Pochettino? Or do you think they should go for an instant impact, or like the Chelsea approach of getting in someone that's going to go in and is going to challenge for a title, put the squad, like make him a bit firmer together? Well, I would usually say like get a more experienced manager and put them firmer together and like go for straight for titles. But I think they did that with Mourinho and they got rid of him straight away. So I feel like they should go for a more younger manager that no one really, no one, no, no one's heard of, but like he's not as big as like Mourinho or, yeah. Um, I think if they, if they do get a new, like a younger manager, I think that'd be good for them because like new tactics. Oh, sure you could see better thing. football from Tottenham and maybe even a title or two. Yeah. There's, it's going to be strange for them. They've got to find, I think, with the level that they're at, you've either got to go for someone that's an established Premier League manager who's kept club up, this young that can build a team. Obviously, Pochettino was quite young when he was at Southampton and then took over. Um, yeah. So the, only, the one I can think of that's young would be Eddie Howe, but he's nowhere near. I don't think he's good enough to take the Tottenham hops, to take the Tottenham job. I just think he's got yeah. enough experience about him. Um, I'm just trying to think of other Premier League managers that you could get in or just European ones I guess it's going to be a really tough one they were linking like it was linked between them and uh, the Ajax manager like Eric Den Haag or whatever but he's just signed a new contract with Ajax actually so they were having to go look somewhere else there was links with like a former Leipzig manager who like took them from the bottom up to the Bundesliga which might be a good one. He apparently a lot of people saying he's a good manager, but that that would be an interesting one to see if anything comes with it and who they do appoint. Um, I would think they just. I think they're keeping um, Ryan Mason till the end of the season. I would imagine. Yeah, probably. They could even keep yeah. him for next season because I think it, 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 like cause obviously like he's not done too well recently, but like he's not done awful like mm. as a new manager coming in. So I think they might they could keep him for next season, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, that 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 would be a cool, like a interesting approach from the club. He's like he's yeah. 20, 29, I think. So he would be a young person who knows the squad well. The just question yeah. is, does he have enough experience? Does he have enough about him to really get it? It might be worth getting like a technical director in to to help him out or something on that approach. Um, so Man City last uh, on I'll say last night, but this will probably go up on Thursday. So on Tuesday night, beat PSG uh, in the semi-finals of the Champions League to send them through to their first ever Champions League final. Um, Phil Foden ten, was magical. Ten years in the making. Yeah, yeah, it only took him a while. Um, PSG, I must say, were awful. Um, I don't know whether you watched the, the game or the highlights. 
Um, no, I hadn't. No, I was busy last night. Which they was they were absolutely rubbish. I mean, the first the first leg, all right. They were they kind of had a bit more control, but once City took the lead, they were rubbish. Um, were just diving yeah. and giving away fouls. And then apparently, um, I don't know whether you saw, so Alex Ferguson had been to the hotel that they were staying in and gave like a 20, 30 minute team talk about how to beat Man City. <laughs> and then they still did worse than they did in the first leg, um, which obviously... Perhaps, perhaps Alex Ferguson is really a mole behind it all and wants City to win. Yeah, maybe. But they <laughs> were not. they were utterly awful. Like Di Maria got sent off. I think it was the ball went off the pitch and... He just stood on Fernandinho, like he stamped on Fernandinho, just like, what, what are you doing, you idiot? Um, they were just giving away fouls, but I think Verratti was lucky to not get sent off. Um, yeah. And I think one of the issues is Pochettino, good manager. I think with PSG, I think there's too many egos in the side. Um, obviously, they've got Neymar and lots of other players, and I think maybe that's their issue that they just can't... They couldn't, they couldn't handle themselves after the... Um, after like losing, um, do you think that Pochettino is a strong enough manager to maybe kick out those egos? Because do you think he's more of like a people pleaser? I think he's more, uh, like you said, people pleaser. I think he'll just like because I think the fans, like PSG fans, more to the point, like they like having Neymar and Mbappe and having all the big names in in PSG. So I feel like if he gets rid of any of them, that's it. The fans will go at him, and mm. I'm. I think what the French football. I think the fans have more say in what they do in like most leagues, obviously, except the Bundesliga. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think I think he would just keep them purely because of the fans. But I think he doesn't maybe need to get rid of like Mbappe or even Neymar and like take them back to like a different club. So therefore, then like they'd have like you said the egos controlling mm. the game. Yeah, well they've because they've bought like big name players. Apparently, they're going to offer. Uh, Messi like a two-year contract with an optional extra year to pay him a hell of a load of money, and apparently but Neymar wants give, to play with him again. So, give can they afford him though? Like Mbappe's probably Mbappe's on high wages. Di Maria's on high wages. So is Neymar. Can mm. they afford like another high wage player? Like that's four. The and, Christian, I don't really know how rich the PSG owners are. I know they're really rich, yeah. but I don't know also how tight their FFP is and everything. So. It would be interesting to see there with with FFP. What's your what are your thoughts on financial fair play? Because uh, obviously there's a difference between it in the Premier League and the Championship, just with the levels of money that each club has. Do you think yeah. it's something that should be abandoned? Because we've seen Man City getting away with spending hundreds of millions. Because it's the only clubs it impacts really are the EFL clubs. Because well, in England yeah. especially, because they are short on money anyway and we're seeing clubs go bust do you think it's something that we should either change the rules about each division or just think, get rid of it i think like if if teams are going to spend lots of money i think for instance, like so i say they got away with it which is quite lucky to be fair i think if, if teams are spending like they are hundreds of millions per year uh, they shouldn't be allowed to do that i don't think like because it's not fair on like the, like clubs that are in the efl like you said and don't have a, as much money as the major teams, and like they wouldn't be able to grow because that's what City have done. Pep Guardiola said it himself. He said uh, in a re, in an interview like not so long ago, saying how he's literally they're just rich. That's the reason they got there is because he's just spent a lot of money. And the fans said fans are like, then they're not liking it what he said, but it's true. And I just, I don't think it's fair at all. I'm like in the little clubs. To be fair, I think it's 
I don't like I don't have a major problem with them spending their money because they can spend it. Obviously, it's not great for the game because like City have just got basically a mid uh, even a top 10 Premier League like starting 11 on their bench, which it's good construction. They've had poor signings as well. They've had like Bravo, um, Mangala and loads of other poor signings who haven't worked off and they've sold them off fair play to them. They've made like over 100 million profit each season. So fair play but it's the it's the financial fair play thing that i have the problem with mainly is that when it comes to efl clubs last season forest had to sell matty cash to aston villa for to like keep up with financial financial fair play this summer we might have to sell joe worrell to keep up with financial fair play and we're losing yeah. the best assets just because maybe like just because of the financial fair play rules and i remember a few seasons ago at forest we had um the transfer embargo because of financial fair play um it's just a bit of a strange one because it only seems to impact the teams lower down with their rules because they maybe can't pay off your wafer or whatever and afford yeah. the greatest lawyers but it's a it's a it's a fun system that we'll have to hopefully change um over the coming years um, the, so as we said earlier the Real Madrid Chelsea match in the Champions League it might have happened by the time this goes out um but what do you make of Chelsea since Tuchel's come in because he's done really well and I don't think they would have gotten this far under Frank Lampard in the yeah. Champions League no I think Chelsea have really stepped up their game since Tuchel taken over and like I said I don't think if Lampard was still involved they might have got Europa uh, Europa League but I doubt they'd be in the semi-finals and possibly the finals of the Champions League mm. against um if they still have Lampard but I think Tuchel he's done really well to to put them where they are now yeah I think it's also kind of gone a bit under the radar. Like no one's going out there praising him for like turning it around very much. Um, I haven't seen too much about it anywhere really, and I think I, I think fair enough to him. He's done a good job in the time he's been there. And hopefully he can, hopefully for Chelsea fans, he can turn it around for them and maybe get um, yeah. some trophies next year. I, I, yeah, I think it is just because of, because it's Chelsea and non like as not. I don't know many Chelsea fans, but there might be loads. There might be loads that I don't know about. Obviously there is, but like. I think because Chelsea, Chelsea is not very well, well like clubbed, like for, like from other teams, like because like some teams they don't mind Liverpool, but like it's just the fans they don't like, and some teams don't mind United, um, but like Chelsea, one of them clubs, like you just don't like them. Mm. So it's just yeah, um, I think. But if 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 they win the Champions League this season, then I think Tuchel Tuchel's name will be out there a lot more, and he'll get a lot more respect over social media. Yeah, that would be a, a massive one for him to get and for the club to get. I. Who do you think is going to get out? Real Madrid, fair enough to them. They played very well against Liverpool. Um, yeah. I have a feeling the final will be Real Madrid versus Man City. And I have a feeling it will be close, but I, out of those two teams, I want Man City to win it. What, what What do you think is going to happen in the final and who do you think is going to lift it? Finals, I think, I think Real Madrid is going to pull off against Chelsea. Um, and I, wa- I really want Madrid to win. I really do. Yeah. I, do not want, I don't want City to just start winning every title there is i think it would be i like i like pep guardiola so i'd want him to win it after like all the work he's done there um but yeah it's spending your way to the top it's it's a bit iffy and also if we look at um obviously guardiola's been a brilliant manager zinedine zidane um you could call him underrated for the job he's done at real madrid winning back-to-back champions leagues and people now yeah. seeing how difficult that is, obviously Liverpool did it. 
Um, uh, Liverpool haven't managed to do it. Um, we were close. We were yeah, close. but there were other teams as well that haven't been able to do it, and he's been able to do it. Easy Bayern yeah. haven't been able to do it this season. Um, but do you think he's an underrated manager? Obviously, because I maybe just because it's the Spanish league and we don't hear too much about them too often. Yeah, obviously, because like obviously being like in England, we don't really like to speak of other leagues like Bundesliga, La Liga, and like other, all them other leagues. But I think. I think, like, because of that, he is very underrated, like, coming from us, because we speak of all the Premier League managers and, like, the team like that, but we don't really go on to, like, Zinedine Zidane. I like, think, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Because like, I think he's, like, he played for Madrid, didn't he, as well? Like, yeah. And I think he's done really well to do the back-to-back Champions League, and I think he's very underrated for that. So, yeah, not, not well spoken of. Yeah, I think he, if he wins the Champions League this season, he'd definitely probably get him a lot more credit than what he's getting at the moment. But we'll have yeah. to wait and see. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to this uh, this episode of the podcast. Obviously, Bobby, as we said, he's ill. So you got the delight I'll of us. Back next week. Yeah, hopefully he's back next week. Um, we'll, we might push out an episode later next week uh, due to exams. Uh, good old fun. But uh, in the meantime, make sure you are following all the social medias. Uh, they are on the banner of the Instagram, uh, of the YouTube, sorry that we got done recently. We got a, re- a cheeky little rebrand on it there. Um, but make sure you're following them, you're subscribed and make sure to drop a like on the video and show us a bit of, a bit of love. Thank you. That was the final whistle. <laughs>